You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 81. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here to coach you and teach you how to end that emotional eating, how to bust through those urges to binge, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. If you just found me, I'm really glad you did. And if you're one of my regular listeners, welcome back. Welcome to your coaching session today. Now, today we're going to talk about bad days. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. Let's dive right in. The title of today's episode 81 is, Are You Having a Bad Day? And here's what I'm going to cover with you today. What actually makes or defines a bad day for you? And what are the side effects of you deciding that you're having a bad day? How is this decision to look at your day as not going so well? How is this connected to your eating? And then we're going to explore, is there really such a thing as a bad day? And how to change your day through your thinking with your thoughts. And finally, how to disconnect eating from your moods and change that automatic response you have to your day to thinking that it's bad. What makes a day bad for you? Ask yourself that question. And let's start this way. Let's start by thinking about, well, what is it that makes a good day for you? Maybe it's, you think, when everything is going perfectly well. When you get on the scale and you see a weight loss, you're moving in the right direction. Maybe you go to work and you're putting on a nice outfit and you get a lot of compliments. Or maybe you're just getting a lot of things done that day, or you feel good physically, or you wake up in a good mood. Some of those things might be the way that you define whether you're having a good day or a bad day. So those things might equal good day for you. Let's go back to the original question now. What makes a bad day? Maybe it's waking up late and getting that really rushed feeling in the morning that sets the tone for the whole day. Maybe it's not feeling well or things just going poorly one after the other. Maybe there's a big change in plans and you have to adapt to it. And maybe that's not your favorite thing or your partner or your pet or your kids get sick. Something breaks down like the dishwasher or the washing machine or your hot water heater and it requires immediate attention. Or maybe your car is broken down and it also means, besides the inconvenience, an unexpected expense. Or maybe at work you have a sudden increase in your workload or you're disappointed in what someone in your life does. All of these things can be some version of things that happen that cause you to go into the habit of telling yourself, this is a really bad day, or this is going to be a really bad day. What happens when one of these types of things occur and you decide, I know it's not conscious, but you decide to now classify your day officially as a bad day? One of the first things that happens is that you continue to think dark thoughts. You know, if somebody gets sick, you may have a go-to thought and think, oh, this is perfect. Now my day is going to be all messed up. That would be an example of a dark thought that you might automatically go to. Now, remember that when you have a thought, that thought is creating your feelings. So if you have a thought about how bad the day is going to be, that is going to create 
an uncomfortable feeling. I won't say painful, but it's not going to be a good feeling. If you're in the habit of soothing yourself with food, then a bad day, your definition of a bad day, your habit of calling it a bad day is going to be like a guarantee for you to ditch your eating plan and overeat or give in to those urges to binge and tell yourself that today's different, today's special, and you're just doing what you need to do to comfort yourself. But what you're really doing is you're taking just a neutral thing in your life, a neutral thing in the world, and you're making it mean something bad with your interpretation of it. And when you think this self-created bad thought about what's happening, you create a negative emotion. Maybe it's pessimism about the rest of the day. Maybe it's self-pity where you think, oh, this always happens to me. I'm just so unlucky. Nothing ever goes right. Maybe you create the feeling of being overwhelmed because you're thinking something like, I'll never get this done. Or maybe you create some mild depression thinking, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I can't handle this. So if something happens in your world and you're in the habit of thinking some of those thoughts and creating some of those feelings, you're going to have side effects. You deciding it's a bad day, that action of you making that decision is going to have a repercussion. And that repercussion is that you're going to feel terrible on top of whatever is actually happening in your life. Now, your natural instinct always is to avoid pain and to try to do something to feel better. But if your habit is emotional eating, then guess what you will look for? You will look for food. You will eat more than you need and then you will beat yourself up and really feel terrible. And what you're doing, the big picture of what you're doing here is you're connecting an emotion with food. So how is this connection made from the mood to the food? Well, your eating is or should be determined by the fullness or the emptiness of your body. But instead, if you don't know how to manage your mind and your thoughts and your feelings, you'll look for a way to feel better anyway. And if food is your false comfort, notice the word false, then you will eat and you will overeat. It's your habit. And you will give your body more food than it needs. So the only option your body has is to store the excess as extra fat. If you have trouble weathering challenges and uncomfortable emotions, then you may be in the habit of grabbing something like it's the cure for your feelings. But what you're doing is you're asking a physical substance, food, to alleviate feelings coming from thoughts in your mind. Feelings are created from your thinking. So to change your feelings you need to see what thoughts are creating those feelings and take a look at them and evaluate them. Is there really such a thing as a bad day? Well, here's my thought. Things come up in life for all of us, right? You make plans and you feel good and you feel in control when your plans go well. But your control is really just an illusion. You can exert control if you know how over your mind, over what thoughts you keep around and what thoughts you let go of, which thoughts you respond to, which ones you don't, which thoughts you automatically habitually react to, and which ones you let go. So let's go back to the bad day. A day is a day is a day. Remember when we talked about how you decide what makes your days good or bad? 
those characteristics of a day that we talked about are all just your own stories, your own mental constructs. They just as easily could be totally different. Imagine that someone from another type of life is asked what makes a day good or bad. Someone who might think simply having a bed and a roof would make the day good. Simply not being in danger would make the day good. Or someone who's just dealt with a serious illness. They might think any natural event in their life is good because they're just feeling so grateful to be past that illness. So our perspective determines whether we consider something good or bad. It's not an all-out absolute. Life events, they challenge us, right? And even big, potentially threatening life events could be looked at in different ways. You have a day, a day with 24 hours. Things happen in this day. Some of them are out of your control. Some of them are within your control. It's when you fight against what's out of your control that leads you to thoughts that create frustration or any number of negative emotions. It's when you resist the reality of your day that you actually create pain from your own painful thoughts. So how do you change your day with your thoughts and leave food and eating out of it? I want you to objectively hold a mirror up to your day. What would a hundred different people looking at your day think about it? We obviously know that they wouldn't all think what you think. I want you to try to see that your way of looking at what's happening to you is merely one way of many. And here's the thing that may be hard for you to believe, but this is the truth. Your way of looking at what's happening to you, your way is optional. You may feel convinced that your way is the way simply because you've practiced it for so long. But here's another person who sits with you and says, tell me why you're so upset. Why do you want to eat extra food today? And together you sit, theoretically, this imaginary person, you sit and you look at your day. What actually happened? And what did you think about it? Notice the connection between what happened and your thoughts and then notice your feelings about it. These are all like big multiple choice questions where A to Z could be the all the different answers. You can choose so many ways of looking at this, but you in your life, maybe you always choose B and B always gives you pain and pain always leads you to cookies, a whole bag. So I want you to step back from your life And I want you to play detective, look at your upsetting thoughts, pretend you're trying to take things apart and replace one or two pieces to make it work better and change your day by separating what happened in reality from your thoughts. I'm going to give you some examples. Here's the first one. In this example, you woke up and you find that your cat is sick. That's the fact. Your thought might be, if you tend toward worry and panic and fear, your thought might be, oh no, maybe this is it, maybe she'll die. That thought creates the feeling of fear or desperation. And your action from that feeling might be to grab some comfort food and overeat. The result? Bad day. Here's another way to look at the same day. Your cat is sick. Fact. Here's a different thought that somebody else might have. Thank goodness I have a good vet. Your feeling that you get from that thought, confident and determined to take care of this. 
The action is you call the vet and you make an appointment. The result, it's a good day, even with a challenge. Here's another example. You have a schedule with multiple projects. That's the fact. Your thought could be, this is too much. I can't handle it. If you think that thought, you're creating a feeling that might be overwhelm. And if you feel overwhelmed, your action, if this is what you've done for a long time, might be to escape with extra food. The result, that's a bad day. But here's the same day you have a schedule with multiple projects. That's the fact. Here's a different thought that someone else might think. I will figure this out. That thought might make you feel competent And the action it would lead to would be to sit down and plan out how and when you will get things done. Result, that's a good day, even with a challenge. Now, here's the last example. I want you to just be able to think about this. You get on the scale and your weight is up two pounds. That's the fact, simple fact. Your thought could be, nothing ever works for me. That thought is going to lead you to feel hopeless. And that feeling of hopelessness might lead you to eat to feel better, regardless of your hunger. Result, that could be a bad day. But here's the same day looked at a little bit differently. You get in the scale and your weight is up two pounds. That's the fact. Your thought could be, hmm, I'm going to pay attention to how I eat today. And your feeling, if you thought that, would be determined and strong. And an action that could come from that strong feeling would be that maybe you eat from hunger and fullness and you don't slip into the emotional eating pattern. The result, that's a good day, even with a challenge. So is there really such a thing as a bad day? Or is it just that your interpretation of events casts a positive or negative shadow on things? You know, in life, we all experience a mix of wins and losses, of celebrations and failures, and of joy and pain. This is the natural order of things. Sometimes you'll experience events that, even if your interpretation is neutral, they may be considered by most people in the world to be painful. These events are natural. We can't avoid them, and we can't escape them, because that's what makes us human and they allow you to experience the peaks of life. You experience the lows, and then by contrast, you love and revel in the good stuff. Without the contrast, you might not even recognize the good stuff. So if you experience something that objectively most humans would describe as challenging, know that this is normal and expected. Life is full of peaks and valleys, and when we're 17 years old, we may think that when we're in a low, when we're in a valley, that life will never be good again. But as we live in the world and we go through a lot of peaks and valleys, you know that this day will pass and you'll rise again and you will experience pleasure again. I want you to think of this for perspective. When you're in the midst of what you consider a bad day, step back and determine what's happening. What's the fact about your day? The fact. What are your thoughts? What are your stories about the day? Can you look at things another way? I want you to try this. You don't have to look at things another way, but the very least I want you to do is to be able to see that it's not the day that's bad, it's your thinking about it. And that's good news because you're in charge of your thinking. 
you cannot monitor your brain and only allow the good thoughts in and always have good days, right? We have no control over that. But you can gently get in the habit of noticing when your mind takes you to an old familiar path of a typical bad day, and you can choose to not go there. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to push yourself to be ecstatically happy, but maybe you can go from creating a bad day to creating a neutral day. Neutral is okay. But the big thing is take responsibility. See if you can laugh at what's happening. See if you need to change something that is within your control, like your thoughts, and see if you can just not react. Don't argue with reality, but don't go down the old rabbit hole of automatically deciding that today is awful and there's nothing you could do, so you may as well just eat. Now, I hope that you have a new way to think about your days, good ones and bad ones, and that whole definition and new way of looking at, is there really such a thing as a bad day and how often does it show up in your life? Maybe there's a new way to think about it. Here's what I'd like you to focus on for the coming week. As you go through your day, step back and notice. I want you to notice when you're in a good mood and I want you to notice when you're in a bad mood because Even when you're in a good mood, you're creating that. It's not necessarily what's happening. It's not the facts of your life, but it's how you interpret them. So if you're in a good mood, why? What happened? And what are you thinking about it? Can you see that good or bad, your thoughts about your day are leading you to decide and classify it as good or bad? Seeing this connection is pretty major in making change because it can help you go from feeling like a victim in your own life and helpless about your eating to feeling in charge and strong and confident. And this works way better than being tough and trying hard not to eat something. That's not what I want you to do. So you know what you're going to think about and focus on this week. And that's it for this subject in our coaching session today. I hope that you go to the show notes if you have time. Maybe take a moment to leave a rating or a review. I love that and I appreciate the time that it takes for you to do that very, very much. But also see what I'm creating and what I have to offer you. If the only thing you ever do is listen to this podcast I am thrilled that you're here and I'm thrilled that you found me. And I really mean that from my heart. But if you want more, there are several ways that you can connect with me on an even deeper level. So take a look at that. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on both the emotional eating and the binge eating step by step until they both become something that you used to do, because that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you, and I will see you next week.